The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. Hey guys, welcome back to Litigate This. My name is Eric Meza and this is Julieta Fierro and we are your CLM team. Today we're going to be talking a little bit more about personal injury. We talked a little bit about it last week and what you should do if you're in, involved in an accident or a car crash and everything that you should do to prepare for retaining. Today we're going to talk about what you should do or what you need to know after you retain a law firm. Julieta, what are some of the questions that people ask us when they come in after we've already, um, you know, kind of engaged in the, the client contract and taking things over? Well, basically they wanna know the next step after they hire an attorney. Like for example, what's a disposition hearing? Great question. So I think the first step is we make sure that we're prepared. Last week we talked about everything that we would need, which would be claim number, photos, uh, witness information. Once we've done that on the front end, then we kind of prepare ourselves for what that journey that can come in the future. It could be anywhere from, I'd say, three to six months to possibly, sometimes years, if you have to file the lawsuit. Now, at CLM, we try to make sure we can do everything in a timely fashion. Unfortunately, sometimes in negotiations with insurance adjusters, as you know, sometimes it can be a little bit more difficult and it involves filing a case and going into litigation. Um, can you go more in detail what a litigation intakes? Great question. Sometimes I take that for granted, right? So litigation means that we actually filed the lawsuit and that we're in a court and they have their insurance and their attorneys and we do that whole thing. Now that whole thing actually entails uh, just a lot of back and forth. We want to make sure that we get you in the right treatment, that you're receiving the treatment that you need. My goal is always to make sure that you feel as good as you did prior to that crash or better. So my goal is always to make sure that the client's focusing on their treatment and let me take care of the rest. Anything from gathering medical records, gathering medical bills, um, getting some sort of authorization to put you in physical therapy or an MRI, whatever medical treatment, that's our main focus. Mm -hmm. After that, it begins the negotiations with the insurance company. Sometimes we can reach a settlement without filing suit, but if we do have to file suit, then probably extends things a little further but at the end of the day, we just want to do what's best for you. So what is the purpose of the deposition hearing? Um, who, is, who is involved? So part of the litigation process does involve a deposition. Mm -hmm. Generally, a deposition is, I guess, a party's opportunity to cross-examine and ask some questions. So let's say you're my client. We show up to the deposition hearing. I'll be sitting right next to you, and the other attorney gets the opportunity to ask you questions about what happened, um, about your injuries, essentially what a jury would get to see if we do go to trial. I get that same opportunity and I get to ask the other driver involved questions. It's just a way to kind of show each party what they're gonna see if they go to trial and each party has a better idea of what their case looks like. They can last anywhere from an hour to maybe a whole day, depending on, on it. Some experts testify all day, but I would advise you to sit down with your attorney, kind of prepare, because it's, it can definitely be nerve wracking but we definitely like to make sure everyone's prepared, kind of have an idea of what questions are coming at them. That way you can be cool, calm, and collected, or as much as possible mm -hmm. uh, when we do go in there, because I understand it could be nerve-wracking. Okay, so you answered my question, how do you prep for a deposition? Yeah, so it, for me as an attorney, it takes a little bit more, but for my, the client, all I would really want you to make sure to remember is 
My best piece of advice is if you don't remember, you don't remember, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we definitely don't want you to be saying things that you don't, that aren't true or that you don't remember. But at the same time, I just want you to feel cool, calm, and collected when we go in there. So I do have my clients come in. We sit down, kind of talk about the questions that you may be asked, um, maybe some tactics that maybe get thrown at you. But at, at the end of the day, just be honest and truthful. And, and that's definitely the best advice that I can have. After the depositions, sometimes we end up going to trial. Now the percentages trial cases, as you know, is very, very small. All this is done in preparation for trial. Sometimes we don't go, sometimes we do, but if we do require trial, then you just wanna make sure that you and your team are ready, prepared, and hope for the best, and prepare for the worst kind of thing. Would I have to testify? It's a great question. Even though you've already testified in a deposition, mm -hmm. chances are that you're gonna to have to testify again. Uh, the good news is, is that you kind of got got the mulligan out of the way mm -hmm. and you kind of got the jitters out of the way um, But yeah, generally you would have to testify again And again, this would be something that I would advise sitting down with your attorney Preparing for maybe reviewing the t testimony from your deposition to remember what you said Because sometimes these things can take you know a year to two years So you don't necessarily remember everything that you said but the ultimate goal is to make sure that you receive the best settlement and just compensation for your injuries, right? The problem is that insurance companies a lot of times don't value your case the same way you do, right? In Texas, you are entitled to pain and suffering. What that means is you're entitled to get paid for back pain, neck pain, something even burden and inconvenience. Let's say you had to ride the bus for a month. You're entitled compensation for that too. The problem is insurance companies don't generally like to pay you that much or they pay pennies on the dollar for that. So that's where I'd advise you to get an attorney to fight for that because it really is a, you know, a, a dog fight, but at the end of the day, it's what you deserve and you should definitely go for it. When and how do I get my financial compensation? Sometimes sooner than, than later, right? Um, the way it's attained is hopefully uh, either a settlement from the insurance company or if it's had to get through jury trial, then it'd be through jury trial, which would take a little bit longer. But again, the main goal is to make sure that you receive treatment, that you feel good, and then that you're getting paid for all the damage that you sustained, whether it be property damage, medical, pain and suffering, um, anything. I mean, we've had clients who were newborn mothers and they were unable to lift and carry their child for about four, four to six months. We received compensation for that. So the main goal is to get an attorney, get a law firm that's gonna fight for you, that's gonna know your case, um, and then just move forward and, and be prepared. Okay, so you did mention um, a process takes more like a year or two years. Can it take more than that? Generally, I would say no, <laughs> right? As we know, the pandemic kind of changed everything, so there's a little bit of a backlog. I would still recommend you consulting an attorney because there are ways to kind of expedite the process. Um, things like making sure that you have a trial date, making sure that you get the depositions taken early. Again, that's where the expert comes in and, and nothing that the client should have to worry about. So I'd say a general timeline right now, and this is just in my experience, would probably be anywhere from four months to possibly a year if you did have to go to trial. We're gonna take a quick break, guys, and we'll be right back. CLM Law Firm is the trial team you can trust for your criminal defense, car accident, school hearings, or parole cases. We combine our decades of experience to fight on your side as one powerhouse team, standing with you, standing for you. CLM Law Firm. 
Hey guys, welcome back to Litigate This. My name is Eric Meza and this is Julieta Fierro. Today we're talking about personal injury. Talked a little bit about it last week, but today we're talking about a little bit more about what happens during the litigation process after you've hired an attorney and what to expect and kind of you know, some of the pitfalls to look for. We have to, are there any questions that we get asked that you think maybe the, the viewer should be aware of and kind of keep in mind if they ever get into a car crash? Yeah, uh, the one we get a lot is what happens like if you get in an accident and this person like posts everything on social media? What do you do? <laughs> that's, that's a great question. It does happen pretty often, right? Mm -hmm. As much as you may want to and as much as you're probably entitled to do so, I would probably advise to stay away from any sort of defamation or airing out the dirty laundry or posting pictures of the other person for the only reason of it can only hurt the case, right? You'll have your day and your, your day in court and your ability to get justice, but I definitely think it's more counterproductive than, uh, you know, than, than productive mm -hmm. to be doing anything like that. It's, it's just bad form. Yeah. And what if you get involved in a situation where you get in an accident and the police arrived and it's a case, it's a he said, she said situation? That actually happens more often than you would think, right? Let's say, for example, driver one and driver two are involved in an accident. Driver one says they had a green light. Driver two says they also had a green light. Police show up. They only take, you know, statements, so they can't determine anyone at fault. The question we get a lot is, should you still proceed with a case? My advice would be the same as if it were to anybody else, still file a claim, still take photos, still get uh, insurance information and driver's license information and consult an attorney. Because a lot of times their insurance is just looking for a reason to decline or reject your claim, right? But at the end of the day, that's up to a jury. And we've definitely had a lot of cases where it started like that or even cases where there was a witness that said uh, my client was at fault. But at the end of the day, you get your opportunity to litigate, litigate this, yeah. and you get your day in court. And I would definitely advise talking to an attorney if you think that you weren't at fault. I think that just about wraps it up for today, guys. If you find yourself in this situation, if you think you may need an attorney, Call us at CLM at 915-225-1555. And if you have any questions or maybe something I should elaborate a little bit more on, feel free to reach out to us at our CLM Facebook page. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.